Hello and welcome to the World of Mouth podcast, where we share the stories of the world's best chefs and restaurateurs and their favorite destinations to travel and eat. My name is Kenneth Nars and I'm the creative director of World of Mouth, a platform that connects over 600 restaurant experts who share their favorite restaurants, from the best place to grab a hot dog or a pizza, to the latest must-visit new fine dining restaurant opening. Today we're meeting chef Florencia Aveja, the chef at restaurant Ekstedt in Stockholm, Sweden. She grew up in Argentina and has worked in kitchens all over the world. At Ekstedt, she has developed the unique concept of cooking only with Swedish wood on open fire. We will hear about the importance for her of the Argentinian asado grilling tradition and how she uses the embers, fire and smoke to flavor her cuisine. She will also reveal her favorite restaurant recommendations in Sweden, Argentina and Spain. You'll also find these places in our podcast notes. Tell me who is Florencia Avella. <laughs> uh, I'm Florencia Avella. I'm from Argentina. Uh, right now living in Stockholm for a couple of years, um, cooking in a different kind of kitchen. And right now it's five years working in Extet, where uh, we cook everything in the open fire. So uh, we use all these old techniques to bring up uh, uh, to the guest. And also the idea of the restaurant is to uh, bring this Nordic and Swedish products, uh, make the guest uh, closer to the forest. And um, yes, it's a, a really action, uh, working all the time with these uh, different products and trying to find the new techniques. And um, basically I'm a person that like to improve all the time, trying to uh, working hard and uh, make, um, yes, love of cooking uh, show up in the restaurant. Okay, and uh, you've been working at Exit for how many years? I have been working at Exit for five years now. Um, yes, before I work in another restaurant, it's called Esperanto, that close. Uh, I worked there seven years. It was also a Michelin, one Michelin star restaurant where it was another concept like Swedish or Nordic ingredients, but with a Japanese uh, technique or influence. Before that, uh, I have been uh, working in Italy, in uh, Dubai, in Spain as well. Okay. Yes. And um, so fire cooking is not something totally unfamiliar for you because of your background. Tell me, uh, where do you come from and, and how did you end up in Sweden? Uh, I'm I'm from Argentina and of course the fire and the grill and the charcoal and the wood is all around my background like growing up and see when people is doing these big asados back home. Why I end up in Sweden is because when I have been working in Canfava is a restaurant in a small town outside Barcelona. I meet my husband. Uh, back in the days, so uh, he is Swedish guy. We have been working uh, in Spain, in Dubai, and then uh, he come back to Sweden, and then I work in Italy for a short time, and then uh, moved to Stockholm because I saw that it was so uh, nice for me for the experience. And then, um, yes, now it's uh, 12 years I live in Stockholm.
Yes, and then if we go back to your childhood and uh, Argentinian food and so, tell me about your 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 background and your childhood and uh, how that was connected to, to food. Yes, I always, when I was a child, uh, loved to cook. I always tried to make my own TV show, <laughs> looking uh, making food for other people. I loved to cook all the time. I didn't understood in the beginning that I was so passionate about to cooking. And then uh, when I decide what I want to study, I, my sister became like, oh, well, you need to go to the chef school, no? because you love to cook. And I was a little bit uh, worried if that's going to give me a future or not. <laughs> but then directly I started to study, uh, I fall in love with the cooking. I started to study, well, I study in uh, Buenos Aires. Uh, and then uh, I worked there for a couple of years and then moved to Spain to do a, continue to work. I really, from, the, from my um, child times, I feel always like uh, otherwise I go with my mom or my um, grandmother and uh, always seeing when people it was uh, cooking outside, trying and then I understood that, the, of course, the cooking is uh, learned by doing, but also to look a lot or feel and uh, see what, how people do different things. Because always, uh, uh, for me, it's always so hard to follow a recipe. <laughs> because uh, I always, uh, in the moment, feel something that I should adjust or uh, fix. And then uh, sometimes I put myself in this situation, I say, I must do the recipe exactly like it is. And I remember back in the days, like doing, trying to do that, but uh, never really work and still on as a issue, <laughs> can we say? <laughs> okay. Uh, then about uh, the grilling, uh, fire cooking and so um, in Argentina, a brief, uh, background introduction about that what what's what's the the essence of that and how what's what's the meaning of that for for you as a, as a chef and argentinian yes the the main thing in argentina of course is the asado and the sweets as well because there's so much uh, influence of italy or spain but also this uh, gauchos tradition and one thing that this uh, as a cook super important to understand is like when they cook this big uh, um, portion of meat or different things. The cooking is in a slow uh, fire logs. It's not like uh, burning up or everything uh, should take the time. So when you doing this uh, big fire cooking or thing, it's different than different other con uh, cultures. Because the idea is that slowly the meat grill and at the same time, because sometimes it's in, back in the days, it was the idea to have these uh, old cows that now have been changed a little bit and have the younger cows because the production and the industry make that much faster. But the idea is that uh, you're gonna grill your meat slowly with these ashes and then at the same time that grill it, this the use stay more and the fat drop to make the fat crispy so this is a little bit a different thing and also that there's a lot of uh, meat size that uh, is with bones that give even more flavor to the meat so that's 
maybe as a culinary technique, it's a more uh, a special thing about the asado. The how you cook it slowly. Maybe in other countries, you're gonna do it uh, just quickly in a really high temperature, just to get this uh, crust of color, and then inside you wanted to have it like rare. But in Argentina, it's uh, another kind of, people don't really, in general, I mean, in general, uh, want the, the meat more cooked because this thing, that the, you do it slowly in the fire. As well as uh, Argentina, like the idea is like, um, uh, cook for many people as well. It's the idea of the showing the asados to be around many people doing different things. Like now, I, uh, days change as well. It's so important to do it uh, with the vegetables as well. When you use with vegetable and then use different techniques for different vegetables, and it's not just, you know, um, just grill fast and then it's changing a little bit the culture in a way that is super nice. As well, like uh, when I start to work at Exted, every kitchen I have been working, always we have a grill or doing something because I don't know, it's a really nice technique. But then when I came here to Exted, it's another kind, it's a uh, the different kind of smokiness, the different kind of uh, grill techniques or the logs of the fire, how you can really feel it and use it. And also like uh, using the wood oven for everything. You know what I mean? Like pastry or uh, stocks or uh, roast vegetables or roast bones or cooking uh, in salt or this, all these uh, different abilities you can use like, uh, it's like the same thing when you have a regular oven and you can have a steam or, you know what I mean? But to try to learn this is uh, so fascinating because uh, it's uh, again become uh, something that I'm good at. It's not really following a recipe. So it's like you need to be there, you need to feel it, you need to see, okay, yes, you can use two logs, you can use four, depends. Uh, how they burn up or, uh, and the, the flavor of the different uh, trees you can use to flavor the food. And even when you do something, for example, reducing a sauce or uh, cooking something in the fire, even if you are not uh, smoking the thing, but it's all around. So all the fat, butter, oil, everything that is uh, inside the cooking, Thing, absorb the flavor of extent of the fire and the charcoal. As well, uh, one thing that is super important for us here is the quality of the charcoal or the wood we use. Because uh, we use this ecological Swedish charcoal, then, then when you ember bake things directly on the embers, they caramelize and then don't give any, uh, like, uh, you know, gasoil, oil, or sometimes it's like this um, chemical flavor. So this is super important as well, like the quality of the charcoal uh, or the wood, because they also for the wood, we use just birch, and also the dryness into the wood is so important because uh, for us that working here and also for the flavor, sometimes when the wood is uh, wet, becomes something different in the cooking. 
So it's uh, not recommendable to use that, actually. It's much nicer. Make it dry your wood, make it really nice, so it's going to become a much more better quality. And it's, this yeah. is like so small details, but so important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, about the asado, you wrote a cookbook about, uh, actually about asado, the Argentinian asado, uh, that you published in, in Sweden. Uh, what was the main, uh, main message that you, was it more about the techniques or about the actual tradition and the act of uh, being together and cooking, or did you include all of that in, in the book? In the book is all of that, and also try to um, give this uh, knowledge to people, like being together, cooking together, be there, share with the family all the cooking uh, system, uh, how one person is doing this, the other is doing the other, like, uh, and also of course, is a little bit of is techniques, is products, is uh, also like the main thing, the the word asado is uh, more than a grill things. It's a, a tradition, it's a, um, a form to uh, be together around the fire. Every day or uh, special days can be something important in the same way. And also in the idea is to bring to the people uh, this idea to have some more uh, deep uh, knowledge about Like can be so simple, like normally it's like salt, the main um, uh, spiciness you're gonna put in your meat or into your vegetables, but it's still like um, really nice. And also, yes, in the book, we have been in Argentina, we have uh, show up the really traditional food as well. For me that I have made the whole my career in a fine dining restaurant, For me, this it was a little bit more to bring me to uh, my roots, to show up uh, the people what is the real chimichurri. <laughs> so uh, yes. for me, it's super so, important so to, what, what? to communicate this, like uh, people uh, get the, the real uh, traditional Argentinian food. So tell me, once you mentioned it, what is your real traditional chimichurri sauce? What's in chimichurri it? Chimichurri is uh, garlic, oregano, parsley, chili flakes, uh, oil, red vinegar, and a little bit of water. Salt, of course. It's like a fermentation scene that give up uh, the garlic and the oregano with the red wine together make a fantastic uh, flavor. And no, no coriander in it? No so coriander, no. there is no coriander no. in the chimichurri, no. <laughs> You've been working for the, the restaurant you work at, uh, Ekstedt, in, in, in Stockholm. Uh, it's about all about fire cooking and Nordic and Swedish ingredients. Um, tell me, how would you describe the menu uh, that you serve there? What's, uh, name a few really signature dishes. Uh, for example, we have this uh, Flambadou wild oyster gigas from the west coast. We melt the beef fat on top of the oyster. Uh, we have as well the like ember baked scallop directly on the charcoal. And then you're gonna see the caramelization, but it's still fresh in the inside. As well, we have this uh, langoustin that the, we um, cook it directly on the embers with seaweed. So at the same time that grill it, the aroma of the seaweed 
become part of the langoustine, and then we made with the head a sauce infused with the Solaris wine from south of Sweden. So you're gonna feel the acidity really nice on the course. As well, one course that goes back and forward, depending the season, can be reindeer or deer that we um, cold smoke and then flavor in the cast iron bowl with the different kind of uh, butters, depends the season, we change it as well also. And um, another thing that we use a lot is uh, all different kind of root vegetables or now uh, in the autumn time, we have all different kind of mushrooms. We just have these matsutake Swedish mushrooms, really nice that we grill it, comfy, uh, use it raw, or chanterelles, black trumpets. Um, we as well, uh, because we live in Sweden and then in the winter time, there's not much uh, vegetables or um, fresh ingredients to use. So we conserve and ferment all different kind of vegetables. It's uh, super nice. In the next part of the podcast, we'll hear Florencia Avea's favorite restaurant recommendations in Sweden, Argentina, and Spain. If we go uh, over to uh, to uh, the city where you live in Stockholm uh, and talk about recommendations, uh, great places to eat from bakeries to fine dining, um, could you please uh, help us, anyone visiting Stockholm, which uh, favorites uh, would you have in, in Stockholm? Uh, yes, in Stockholm, um, I really like to go to... For example, Cafe Nisa or um, Cafe Pascal is really nice. Could you describe with a few words, a Cafe Nizza, what's it, what's it like? Uh, it's like uh, small dishes, they change the, um, it's quite a French um, influence. They have like a small dishes and can, or can be like a riz de bol, like a sweetbreads or can be... A, uh, different vegetables or uh, pasta is super nice and cozy. A small restaurant, I like it. There is also another restaurant that is quite new that I call it Triton. That is like in the south of Stockholm. It's super nice. They make uh, really nice food with fresh ingredients as well. A little bit. Uh, they have a really nice pastas or uh, meat or they are lit and have a really nice uh, natural wines as well. Um, okay. As well, I don't know. Uh, I really like Babette, where you can eat pizza. Super nice. And what what else? Uh, it's not only pizza in Babette. They have some some other stuff as well. Yeah, they have another kind of stuff. But I, I most always go for the pizza. <laughs> but they have another stuff like uh, I don't know a couple of terrino things, salads. I think, but it's super nice there. Um, as well, um, for example, I was thinking uh, um, Long Brewer Hus is uh, really close where I live, and there is uh, like a Swedish traditional food, but it's like a restaurant where um, it's uh, really easy to go with different occasions. You can go just for a glass of wine, or you can have a dinner with the family. It's super nice and. Um, it's uh, around the park. It's a really nice place to go as well. I, it's like outside the city a little bit, but uh, it's super nice and really nice, actually. Any uh, any like simple places like bakeries or cafes or so that you uh, tend to visit in, in Stockholm? 
Um, there is uh, this uh, Café Pascal where you have different Swedish uh, uh, bands or different things like that. It's really nice. And also um, uh, there is a Foch Bakery where also as well there is a French guy that making bread, different ice creams he have as well, different kind of pastry, super nice. Also a uh, soccer sucker that is uh, here in town, super nice, uh, the pastry, super delicious. And then uh, it's a little bit more like a small cakes, really nice uh, and tasty. And also the buns are super nice there. People, people keep talking about the cinnamon buns in, in, uh, in Stockholm, which would be your favorite or do you make them yourselves? Um, I make it myself <laughs> to my kids always, <laughs> basically, yes. <laughs> so if we move away from Stockholm, um, any, uh, any other places uh, out in the world where that you, uh, anything, Argentina or Europe or wherever, any favorites? Uh, my favorite uh, can be um, For example, uh, Les Pescador de Yansa is like a, a small restaurant in Yansa, the north of Spain. Um, El Cano, I like it a lot as well because all the products, the cooking techniques, really nice. Don Julio, of course, in uh, Buenos Aires is uh, really nice. And uh, it's not just the meat, the vegetables they use is amazing. All the ice cream they make, they are super nice. Don Julio was actually voted one of the best uh, uh, grill restaurants in the world. Would you agree on that one or do you have any other favorites? 100%. I have been there, I think, five times. <laughs> And it's uh, every time I feel like, wow, this was much better than last time. You know what I mean? Because you always rem remember how it is, but then when you are there, it's like, wow, they have improved so much. It's so delicious there. I really like it. Yeah. Um, okay. As well, uh, of course, uh, I like a lot uh, Noma because uh, it's so much innovation, flavors, close to the ingredients we use as well. Uh, I like uh, as well uh, Larpeche. I like uh, Alain Passard. Because back back from the foundation, I love the cooking, and I think he show all the time the cooking. I really like it, actually. Um, as well, um, um, I was remind me a trip ago in Peru, where it was the restaurant Chess One. It's like a guy that have the restaurant in the house. And uh, it was delicious. And uh, so, um, how and what is he serving? He is serving. Uh, he have like a big turbot, and he make different ceviches with that. As well, he have a octopus, and then uh, he have. I remember this uh, ceviche, and then he grated on top the uh, like uh, water nuts on top. I was uh, amazing the flavor that he make it, and also be, it's become so inspired. This thing like uh, the cooking, really precise in the flavor and the quality, is uh, like a really um, impressed in the way. As well, uh, if I'm thinking like this, maybe there is restaurant uh, in Mendoza, 
from Francis Malman, the 1,884 is called. Uh, super nice, uh, all the products and um, the place is amazing and really nice. What's the um, Malman's uh, position as a uh, Asada chef? Uh, would he be the number one among the old school ones or what's, what's, his, uh, what's his status? I mean, he's, uh, of course, always going to be number one because he has created a lot of things, have uh, pushed up this uh, quality of cooking from Argentinian uh, size, you know what I mean? Always try to learn in all these programs he has made or uh, the restaurants uh, and uh, promote uh, so nicely the Argentinian cooking at the countryside as well. You know, with in the mount in the south of Sweden, or south of Argentina, or in the Pampas, and show all this uh, amazing. Actually, I have not been in a Provence restaurant. I really want to go there to see how is doing that. Hopefully, next summer. Okay, when you see like this, like a dream restaurant, I like Shiro in Japan as well. So beautiful and delicious uh, Japanese food as well. Uh, and you've been to that one? Yes, yes, I've been there. Uh, like uh, a long time ago, like uh, 2012, I was uh, making an internship in a restaurant I call Ryugin in Tokyo. I have a three Michelin star restaurant. And then uh, when I was there, I went and traveled and tried to eat as many places as possible. And I really love the Japanese food, it's incredible. The products they have, the sea urchin they have, this amazing, for example, it's uh, incredible. If we, any other place or, or would that uh, pretty much be it? Um, for example, can be like, um, can be as well, um, this uh, as well is super nice. But I had not been there for a long time, but um, this Chez uh, Omar, a small restaurant in Paris, that have like a really nice uh, food, uh, like no fine dining, but still uh, really tasty and nice. Um, where more, there is so many restaurants <laughs> to bring up. Um, as well can be, of course, um, Central in Peru is super nice and innovative, really nice uh, things around that restaurant. And uh, also uh, this restaurant in Barcelona is called Shunka. It's like a Japanese restaurant, super nice. Um, yes, yeah, it's what's like more sushi style, but has a, a different kind of dishes as well. It's not just sushi or sashimi, they have different kind of of uh, dishes that are super nice and of course the products in uh, around the Barcelona are so nice from the One last question for you uh, regarding eating and traveling and so um, if you would have the possibility to tomorrow step jump on a, on a on a plane or train or whatever somewhere with your husband maybe uh, and go somewhere uh, anywhere in the world eating, which uh, which restaurant would that be? Oof, that is a really hard question. <laughs> I, I should say I want to go to uh, Vietnam because I, I read so much about the food in 
Vietnam, but I never been there. Maybe I should go and search for all the restaurants in Vietnam and see how the food tastes there. Exactly. Okay, so so Vietnam next for you. Yes, yes, I wish. Very good. Uh, Florencia Veja from Extet, Restaurant Extet in Stockholm. Uh, thank you so much for this. Uh, really enjoyed talking to you and good luck with uh, all the fire cooking there. Thank you so much. A pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the World of Mouth podcast with Chef Florencia Aveja, the chef at Restaurant Extet in Stockholm, Sweden. Find all of the recommendations mentioned in this episode and more on the World of Mouth app, available in your app store, or visit our website on worldofmouth.app. You'll also find these places in our podcast notes. I'm Kenneth Nars, until next week with a new podcast guest. 